Please remain at least six feet away from your speakers at all times. This is Toad's COVID Chronicles. I can see you. I can see you. Awesome. Thanks what is you. up? It's how we can roll. How are you, Mr. Lewis Bryce? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? How are you? I'm, um, we got a little thing. Once I get set up, we'll be perfect. I can help. We got a little wait. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I'm digging the Nashville sign behind you. That's pretty dope. Yeah, man. We we are supporting this. This is kind of this is studio. It's down here in the bottom of the house is where we have. I would kind of call it the rock and roll basement studio now. My buddy Justin Johnson, he's got all his stuff in here. I see him right there. He's helping me get all my audio stuff set up. And I love um, it. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty cool. We got it all. It's always been like a studio, and I've always written down here. Right. Stuff and so, uh, but now it's actually oh cool. That's way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I like the little side angle. Little side angle, cool. And uh, so now it's just like uh, we. You know, we just, now we're making more music. And so during this quarantine time, it's fun because all the guys that are here, they're staying here currently. They all play music. They've all played for me at some points. So they know my music as well. So right. we're about to put together a little band set here for too long. But. I like it, dude. That is awesome. How, how you been holding together through all of this? Oh, man, busy, dude. I really have been, actually. Um, you know, I, I, I figured that my schedule had changed a whole lot. Just minus <clears throat> some shows have, have been canceled um, about towards the end of this month. And uh, now a few more that are going into summertime are starting to get canceled. So oh, that sucks. But a uh, good thing to keep me busy is I have um, I started on a new record. So that's really cool. Um, it's You. We put that out a couple months ago. and we It's doing really well. Yeah, I know, right? And I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we put that a couple months ago, and it's like it's kind of like it's almost like 1.5, or it's cruising up there a couple million streams. And so, um, good. Uh, other playlists are picking it up. Um, Disney Radio picked up, they heard it and they liked it, so they put it on their radio and it went charted at number one. Oh, Disney dude, Disney. congratulations, man! Thank you, man. So, it's just one of those songs we're all independent, but you know, we're still just we're putting music out there. That's the goal for me, you know, and uh, and I haven't had any support of it. Um, just before all this happened. Um, it was, you know, because I knew I was getting towards the end of this last group of songs, which with it's you, and I knew I'm gonna need some more, uh, some new, new, new music. So I've been wanting to put together a writers retreat, and so I did. Uh, I got together with um, my brother and I. We kind of called some different people and different publishing companies, and I got a bunch of uh, other writers, you know, published writers that do this all the time, and they have cuts and everything and stuff. So I brought them in, and um, and I know a good few of them, a few of them I didn't, but man, we just gelled and we. we you know, jammed out like four, eight, eight or nine songs in like four days. When was that? Uh, it's probably what I mean, maybe two weeks before all this started. So probably beginning in March. Right, right on. Yeah, like the first, the first weekend of March, and then uh, we, 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 instead of coming away with, you know, four or five songs that we wanted to cut, we cut back of our mind. And once we went through the list, I was like, man. And we were able. Well, we talked about it. And we figured, you know, financially wise, we could figure it out to get it done. Um, uh, with some really great players and. Yeah, I think we're going to do a whole 10, 12 song record now. I love it. When when do you think? By the end of the year or early part of next year? When are you thinking? I don't know. It'll be before this year. I'm going to go ahead and have another single coming out in May. I'm, uh, my next single I'm putting out is Living the Life. Uh, it's a rock and roll, southern rock tune. I like it. And so yeah, you, you'll, you'll dig it, man. We're actually we're in the studio right now. We're finishing up that song. Uh, right now, we've just got you know, all the bells and whistles. You know, we had a great demo of it, but I just want to make sure all everything's tight and Kind of just raise it up, you know. My producer Ben and my brother will kind of make sure it's hitting real good, and and so that'll be 
that'll be coming out mid-May. It's a perfect summertime, get out and do stuff, even though we can't do stuff. And I had a cool idea about the video. And when, when, it, when it gets to it, I'll, I'll share a more enlightened story on that. But I like it. I, uh, I just looked over at the radio station. I'm at my home office here, which I'm blessed to have. And uh, um, Fuel is on Country AF Radio right now. That's freaking dope. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> do you remember when, um, when his, uh, what was his name? Um, Brett Scallion. Brett, yeah, Brett Scallion. When his voice went. Yeah. And he, and he left the band and he started to do his own thing. And then they were trying out singers for Fuel. Yep. Remember that at all? I do remember. I remember when they had the whole transition to to a new guy, and uh, and then I learned even further. I didn't know this. Uh, you know, living in Nashville, you never know what's going to happen. But I guess you know, just before I just moved to Nashville, and this is kind of fuel. Kind of, they had moved to a new lead singer, and Brett's guy had kind of quit the band or whatnot, or or in that, in that time, I guess for a while he went to produce, and and he produced his wife. His wife had a rock and roll band called Slunt. Did not know that. Yeah, so that's a little inside information on that. But uh but yeah, man, uh Fuel, that was just one of my rock and roll bands. Like I learned right. the song Hemorrhage and it was really cool to play and I was oh that's, that's a cool song to play and it makes me look like I know how to play guitar if I learned that one. So. <laughs> it's I got I have a two part story for that. So I went and saw Brett on his solo tour that he did at the hard rock here in Vegas. He did it at Carrie Hart's place one night. So I went and saw that. But the second part to that is when they were looking for a new singer, I drove one of my really good friends from here that is a singer down to do the tryouts. And he actually tried out for the band. And uh, um, it was a pretty interesting um, tryout to see stuff like that in LA, the way that it went down. And um, I believe somewhere, I, the guy's name is Austin LaDuke. I have, his, I have his version of Hemorrhage on one of my computers here that I should, I could, I'll, I'll find it for you and I will shoot it over if you want to listen. But it was interesting just to see that whole process of how they look for a singer in something like that when a band's already been established. I understand a guitar player and a drummer, but a front man, it's got to be tough. That's a whole different thing, you know. That's coming because you, you, you got to replace that signature voice. And that band, you know, for me, Brent, that was so signature. It was his vocal, like, you know, with the rasp and the big notes. And, right. You know, it's, it's definitely a mixture of that, you know, 90s grunge stuff coming into, like, the new era of, like, you know, of, of, you know 2000s rock right. and roll go to your other rock and roll bands like anywhere from i mean you really can go from your puddle of muds to back to buck cherry to yeah you know and, and that and that, that kind of world even pearl jam kind of you know that's towards a you know whatever they were coming into the newer stuff but i can i can say that there's two bands that i know of right offhand that they successfully replaced a singer with one of them is journey mm -hmm. that dude just kills it uh, and Allison Chains. So what do you, I, I, okay, I can see that. What about, what do you think about, um, uh, uh, what's the guy that, that played for Queen? Queen? Queen, yeah. Um, I think he fits the mold in a lot of, a lot of, a lot of more ways than, than we probably wanted him to. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty Is good. Is that Adam, Adam, not Adam. It's Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert, yes. I watched him on, I believe he was on The Voice, right? Yeah, I, I, I think American, American Idol. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Yeah, probably American Idol. He wailed on that one. I, I mean, he, he, I remember him singing. He was like, he could sing. Boy's got a voice. But I think that is probably, again, yeah, the perfect fit for Queen on, on very many levels. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, 
that process has just got to be tough. I would hate to see someone in a band like that. I mean, now it just seems like in the country world, it's very rare that you have a, a band name versus an artist name. So, well, there, I think there's a reason for, for that. I mean, even if you have a band, they're still the main core land. I guess Landco would be the yeah. only, would be the main that. And I guess, I guess Old Dominion. Yeah, Old Dominion as well. It's just not as, not as common. I mean, I'm like looking through and see what I have playing that's, that's gone through. And like, yeah, everyone on here is a pretty much an, an artist. But yeah, it's Midland. Yeah, Midland, yeah. But at the same time, I just don't see them as a band. I think the band would completely break up before they would bring in a new singer. Because I just think in the country world, that's just way – I just don't – I wonder if country bands – here's the thing. I wonder if they get as iconic as some of those other rock bands have did, you know? Right. I mean, you got Dirks doing his new thing. I mean – Oh, yeah, with the uh, Hot Country Nights? Yeah. Yeah, I, lo I, I love that. But for him, you know, that, that puts him on a whole other band because, you know – as an artist, whenever you grow, grow, you, you definitely want to spread your music. But as an artist, you still you have to. Some you know, sometimes people want to hear covers, so that is his way yeah, of getting being able to and not being it as him as the artist. It's his band, so that, that's that's a really clever way to get through. And I love the gimmick is is, is it's good. Dope. I want to yeah. say he might be following the Granger Smith Earl Dibbins kind of thing, right? Yeah, totally. And that's a brilliant thing. Like I, I've met uh, um, uh, Granger's great. He's an awesome guy. And uh, man, the way he does that again, it was one of the craziest things. I had a show with Granger, and uh, I, I was sitting there talking to him, hanging out, and just for a minute. And, and this lady came up. <clears throat> it was just it's before the show, and uh, and and she was like, "Oh, hey, uh, hey, Granger, hey, Lewis, hey, it's so good to see. I'm huge fans." And um, and but uh, is is Earl Dibbs going to be here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, she was as serious as she could possibly be. Right. I mean, straight up. And, and, and Granger was like, I'm, I'm sure he's going to make an appearance tonight. I'm sure I try not to do shows without him. But. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I guess that's maybe not paying attention. He's he's played at Stoney's twice, and uh, both times when, when Earl comes out, the place goes bananas, man. Yeah, it's, man. It, it's, it's crazy. He created an alter ego that is, you know, metaphorically almost like a bigger – name than the Granger. You know? can get excited for that because it's probably being able to stand for something without being able to stand for something. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is so far left, but all right, he's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It's kind of neat. Have you uh have you been watching any TV shows? Like binge watching some some shows? I have, I have. I bet uh, my girl and I we we definitely get into the Netflix world. Uh, not a whole lot. I don't watch a lot of TV, but during this time, I have. And um, one of my favorite, we got we we went straight into the um, uh, uh, Ozark. Yep. You've seen that? I'm done with it. Yep. I mean, I, I we finished that pretty quick, man. That was uh, we we, get, we definitely did the Tiger King thing, mm -hmm. and um, that was that was pretty that was pretty crazy. It it definitely wasn't. I mean, it was cool, but it was like eh. I, I could I probably could have gone without watching it. I I watched it after the hype. So yeah. everyone's like asking, hey, dude, have you watched it? You watched it? I'm like, no, I haven't watched it. So one, one night we sat down and I think we did it in two nights. We like burned through it. And I got done with it. Someone asked me what I thought. And my answer was, well, Stoney's on a Thursday night is ladies night. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of chicks in there and a lot of dudes and a lot of ego and a lot of uh, sass from, from women. And I'm like, dude, it just, that show's like a Thursday night at Stoney's, man. It didn't do yeah. anything. It wasn't, you know, just kind of. We watched um, Outer Banks. Have you seen that yet? I have been watching that. Be honest with me. Tell me what you think about it. 
here's my honesty to it. I'll ask you first before you ask me. I, I, I liked it because it was innocent and brought me back to my youth. Would okay. I, would I watch it again? No. Um, but I think that the, the, the innocence of it, um, cause it brought me back to when I was a mid teen and the way, mm-hmm. like we would sit there and watch it and I'd go, man, <laughs> you know, knowing today in the world, what I know now, I would never make those decisions. But when I think back to being youthful, that's, that's what I thought about was just of, you know, you believe what in your, in your own hype so much that, you know, and the thought process of what we, what he was going through with his dad and his dad not being there. Um, I liked it. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a good watch. It's entertaining, but I w- I wouldn't watch it again. I would watch Ozarks again, but I wouldn't watch Outer Banks again. I'm kind of insane, but like I, I mainly watched it. Uh, my buddy Chip, uh, he's he's on he's on there, Chip Eston, and so uh, man, he, uh, he, he he I love like I wanted to watch it. And when I first watched, it, I was like I was like oh, it took me a bunch of episodes to really get into it. But I will say this: I did watch. You know, I'm up like eight or nine episodes. I mean, I'm I'm in it now. Yeah, and, so, and and it takes a long time for it to really kind of get the purpose or story plot together. I mean, you get it, and Mr. Treasure, and then it's kind of, you know, what it kind of reminds me of. Have you ever seen the um, uh, Lost Treasure of the, the the Oak Island or something like that? No, no, no. It's kind of like it, that though. It is kind of like that, but like in a uh, a TV series kind of way, because the the Lost Lost Treasure, like Ozark, or it's um, uh, Oak Island. The, it's like Secret of Oak Island. Like these these treasure finders, you know, they've had different um maps over the years and it's like a family curse that people would die every time they're trying to find this treasure it's like a hole right there by the ocean that goes way down deep and different booby traps like that so i see it it came out in 2004 yeah published a book yeah so wait hold on so i'm gonna go back you know charles Eston? yeah he's awesome okay do i look like that dude i mean here let me flip this here thing around let me see i mean come on do i look like that dude I mean, you could really, you could get close to it, man. Y'all I have a lot of. I can't tell you how, how many people are saying that I look like that dude. You look like the dad, like the like the blonde girl's dad, and I'm like, and I'm like looking through, and I'm like, the only guy I can think. I'm like, no, well, I, I mean, but, but there's these similarities, man. Like, see, so you got you got the little scruff going on, and you got the little tight face with the good with the good grill, you right. know. So we're and uh, it, like, so he's he's great as a person, man. He's one of the one of the greatest human beings ever. Um, He's a real nice guy, and uh, he's real quick and witty. And like when he gets in acting mode, man, he's just a whole, really it's, he, he becomes the character. It's, it's pretty. Right. It's, it's it's really cool to see an actor really do what they do. Is it hard to know him on a personal level and see him in something like that and go, man, he ain't nothing like that or something? Or no, it's actually kind of fun. Like on, on like I say on the Outer Banks show, I was like, I said, dude, yes. How many times can you say I'm excited about watching my friend kill somebody? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and hide it, and hide it, and hide it. Right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. We are uh, we're in the middle of money heist right now. Have you seen anything about that? I haven't seen that. It's uh, we just went through one day, and I looked at like the top ten shows on Netflix, and it came up. So I watched the trailer. Uh, it's interesting. It's about the biggest bank robbery ever. Uh, it's at the Royal Mint in Spain, and uh, but I always have to say this: it's in Spanish. So the English dub it over. So you get this move where they're like, what's going on? Oh, you get that. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, how can you, I mean, how can you trust something like that? Dude, you- <laughs> I, th- I think the, the premise of it sucked me in. And everyone that I've talked to, I've yet to come across one person that said they're, that it's four seasons. I'm only 
first season's 13 episodes plus two is what I'm in. So I still got like almost three full seasons to go through and I'm, I'm hooked. I want to know what's going to happen because it's creative. It's super creative, right? When you think he's going to lose, he figures it out, figures it out. Well, I'm, I'm going to look into that. Like, uh, was cause the main thing I've got the Ozark, I mean, that was got me like deep hooks. Like I, that, I already went through it all. And I, you know, I was like, there's, there's no more episodes right now. Right. We, I think it's August 21. We have to wait for well, wait, what's the dude's name, the main character? Of Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Dude, he's an awesome actor. I think he's great. Did, have, have you seen the movie he's in with the Spelling Bee where he just goes in there and like uh, – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, that movie's great. He's a complete smartass the whole time, so I don't know if I can say that. But, uh, yeah, you can. You can say whatever. How about, how about Dodgeball? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bold move, Cotton. Bold move. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – I grew up watching him on, um, I think, Silver Spoons or whatever, or whatever. What's that? Not, not what was the, what was the, it was like a family show, right? Growing Pains, maybe? I think it was Growing Pains. Jason Bateman. I'm looking it's it gotta, up. It's got to be Growing Pains. I think you're probably, oh, Silver Spoons is what I watched him on. Okay. Um, I might Silver Spoons. I know I watched him on it. Is that about the same? Because I might have got that mistaken for Growing Pains. Silver Spoons, uh, Chicago Sun. Uh, I'm looking at all the TV shows. Uh, growing up, too. This dude's been in a lot of shit, man. But uh, he's done work. I don't see Growing Pains. I do see um, Silver Spoons, though, with Ricky Schroeder. I bet. I bet that's what it is. I bet that's where I where I see it for. Yeah. I, I remember him as a kid actor. Yes. You know, not, still look the same as kid as he does now. Dude, he hasn't changed much. It's crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's 51 years old. What? Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, and he's, hit, he's hitting some good peaks in his career. Not peaks, but he's, hit, he's hitting some good spots in his career right now. He disappeared for a while and then came yep. back. Um, when, when he was in, when I watched him in um, Dodgeball, I think I was happy, happy because I, I got a newfound love for that dude. And then he just, dude, he resurrected his career like no other. And then, um, the one where uh, Hall Pass, when he was in that. Um, Hall was, Pass. It, was it Hall Pass he was? No, not Hall Pass. Um, um, it was. Uh, the one where they wanted to kill their bosses. Horrible bosses. That's what it was. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was awesome. Here's, here's, here's a little insight for you. Jason Bateman is four months older than me. <laughs> How about that? He was born January 14th of 69. I was born May 15th of 69. Well, there that must have been that's a good year, 69, a, man. It's a good year. That's what I hear. <laughs> what uh what's something that you've taken out of this time down right now, out of this pandemic that, that you're gonna hold close to yourself? Like whether it be, you know, reflecting on yourself or finding finding out that home life with your relationship is like or maybe the little things in life that used to bother you don't like what, what are some of the things that we can pass along to other people that, that, that you've learned about yourself through all of this? I mean, about myself, I mean, I, like I said, my, my life hasn't really changed a whole lot just because I've got my life is, is writing. I am at home generally on time. I'm working at home from writing and I have, I, I do, I, I don't have as many friends coming over, right? Writing, like say writing on the phone is a little different from the, the actual interaction and actually the feeling the, of the room that's inside the room. Um, man, you know, and for me, like, uh, you know, I really have been, uh, you know, just kind of going along with it. And I guess for me, what I'm taking out of it is, you know, don't get, you can't get scared of change because 
because because right now there is a new norm coming man. it's already here and this right here what we're doing now is a big part of it um musically wise that's probably honestly the biggest thing that i've been my brain has just been wrapped around is like because going forward even though even when they do allow concerts and allow people back at the bars I mean, a good many people aren't going to go straight back to the bars, and, and if ever. And so, since they've started doing this right now with artists, um, people could see sit at home with their couch and their eighty-inch screen TV, watching their favorite artists, yeah. you know, play. And, and and they have different apps where they can request songs. Um, that's where my brain is right now. Like, what is the best way to figure out, you know, the easiest but the best, but like, quality-wise? what is going to be appealing because people are watching their phones right now like and when to play how often to play um sure. yeah but 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 also what's kind of sell like you know right now on the phone it probably sounds pretty good but that's just me and myself but then you get like a, if you want to do a full band show like what you know eventually people you know, might want to come you know what are look what are the loop brands and then what to do and you know selling out forty thousand. you know and, and now are you think forty thousand people are going to go to a show within in the next two years I hope so, dude. I hope so. I hope people, so I was talking to Chris, the owner of Stoney's this morning and, and over the last few days, I keep asking the same thing. And I'm like, this mess that we're in, call it whatever you want, whatever side of the fence you're on or if you're in the middle, what's the exit strategy for this? And that's what my mindset is, is, is like, how do you sit back and go? Cause there's some people that are like, dude, this is bullshit. Like what's going on is bullshit. There's other people that are literally lock her down at their house and haven't left. And then there's other people that are on the fence that aren't quite sure what's going on. So that's what, that's what my mindset has been is there, you're right. There's going to be some people that the, the minute that the doors at Stoney's open, they're going to be standing at the door, like knocking on the door going, dude, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I want to drink. I want to dance. I want to see live music. For the first two weeks, first week and a half, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, oh crap, I ain't, got no, I ain't made no money in a while. So. <laughs> well, I think that this is the other side of it. This is different than what happened in 08 because people are still making money. People are still getting paid, whether it be from unemployment, whether it be from a stimulus check, whether it be from the SBA loans that have come out. People are still, they're still seeing this stuff. It's still happening. Yeah. So, I mean, I have friends... Really? that have, were on both sides of the fence were getting paid, but then they stopped getting paid. Then they got unemployment, but they've saved and they're okay. And people are, dude, I think people will want to unleash and just get out. Yeah, definitely. People are, I know, and I can feel, I can feel this around Nashville. People are, even the people that, that have been on the, on the shtick of being like, I'm not going out anywhere. I'm, I'm scared to go out there. I can see those people start to go, all right. We've been, you know, people, you know, the, the percentages are really down low. You know, I was talking with Mr. Tippett the other day. And um, uh, we were just kind of the cross paths, and he was talking like he has his beliefs on it and stuff. And he said, "Dude, the numbers are you know just kind of are crazy that they're you know they're they're shutting a lot of business down." When it comes to you know, it, that's it's different businesses because this has really hit more of the entertainment business. It really had and, and, and industry like with the bartenders and stuff like that. Anything to do with that, you know, Ubers. Uh, um, in that world, you know, your but your everyday businesses, I mean, like your electrical companies, you know, they're still doing their work. They're, yeah. you know, the, those guys, and, and that's the thing, it's like, you know, kudos to them, those, those are people, they're on the front lines doing electrical work, you know, the people, you know, the healthcare people, they're still working. The gas station person, CVS, you know, they're, yeah. they're all still working, you know. So it's just different types of people working. It's kind of crazy because the tides have turned where you see, you know, artists and being like working, working and, all, and having plenty of work to never, ever think they would never not have work and all of a sudden you have artists canceled 250 shows this year 
Well, or even for even a lighter side of it, look at Broadway. Look at all those artists that depended on making money yeah. nightly working on Broadway. I've got a lot of, like, the guys that have a house right now, like, everybody's here, they're, 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 there's four or five of them, but, like, that's their job. Like, every day that's their income. They right. haven't had you know, so what they, and, and, and again, this is, they're starting to play online a little more, but, you know, it's just, it's just tough because it's, you're, yeah, you're making some money online, but you're still not making what you would on a downtown night or Broadway on a consistent basis. If you're playing four nights a week, you're making at a minimum 600 bucks, five, 600 bucks, you know, that's two grand a month. That's gone. Yeah. It just doesn't exist. That income stopped. I've had, um, we haven't done, um, on Stoney's Instagram, we did one live thing and, and I, um, I didn't want to do it. Um, but I did it kind of as a favor. And then as the favor came through, I wanted to do it in a different way and do it something like this, where there's an interaction because I'm not saying it gets old, but it's got to get old sitting in front of your phone by yourself playing your guitar. It's just, yeah. Oh man. It's so, definitely the same. 100%. It's different. So like I wanted to do something with interaction. They said, no, I said, whatever. So we haven't, we haven't really done anything. Well, then I just got approached by another artist that through a booking agent wants to do a show via our media, uh, our social media and charge for it. And I'm like, no, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, oh, but they're going to donate some of the money to charity. No, not going to just, that's not appealing to my mindset is, all of these artists are doing what they're doing to get closer to their fans for free. The artist that comes out and says, I'm going to charge 10 or 20 bucks to come see my show that I'm doing online. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Cause, because these now that people don't have to do it, they can go online and watch 15 other, like 1500 million other people. Dude. Every time I turn on, um, every time I turn on, um, my Instagram across the top. I, I mean, there's so many artists that are live. Like why would anyone, and I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the guy that started doing that. I didn't want any part of that. I understand that there's the tip cup and all that. That's awesome. That's rad, but I'm not forcing anybody to do anything to see something. No, that's, that's my thing is like, you know, I've really taken joy in actually just playing, you know, you know, granted it's not in front of people, but I can still see people out there and I've seen the, the responses back. Like people really do appreciate us sure. playing. Yeah. And so for me, that's that's for me like i'm okay financially you know I'm, I'm, I'm good and so a few tips help here and there sure feel good about it. that's awesome but my main thing is playing and like having because people do or are at home and they can't go to the bar they can't go out they can't see live music and right and you know start to see as artists like live music is a real thing that people want to hear like they have a want for it and so and, and it's really kind of cool to see you know you find out who, you find out a lot more about your fans and your fans have been and your fans spread you know absolutely dude now you're in a whole different element and this fans are spreading the word a lot faster than word of mouth they're spreading the word of the web yeah and you can i think you can you can get to know your fan base and your fan base can get to know you tenfold tenfold oh. better because you have the time yeah and, and, and also, you didn't yeah and, and also it gives the the art you know, it gives the, the listener actually just a little piece of this i mean I'm, I'm sitting here in my house in my studio you know that's that's you know, a, a screen away from some, some, some people who are huge fans are like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's his house. Or, yeah. you know. Oh, they get an insight. So I can tell you, um, I'll tell you a little bit of a, a, a quick story. I went through um, a program here in Vegas years ago called uh, choice center. Um, do you know, Ed Clay, you know, Ed Clay. I love Ed's one of my boys, man. Okay. So Ed's, Ed's tied in with this, this lady, her name is Robin Williams. She owns a company here called choice center and they, and they do a lot of positive things and they help you. Have you heard of her before? I have heard of her 
heard I've heard of I've heard of that whole program as well okay. through Ann Caterpillar as well, sir. Okay, exactly, John Wesley. Yeah, so I did this program years ago. Years ago, um, I think they're on like class in the you know high one like one eighties, one eighty four, something like that. I was class of I think forty one or forty two or forty four. Oh. I mean, I was way early in it. Needless right. to say. I heard from her this morning. She was just checking in to see how I was doing. And we were talking about stuff. She asked what I've been up to. And I told her what I've been doing this week with not only the artist takeovers that I've been doing for the last three weeks on Country AF Radio, but also uh, sitting down with you guys. And she goes, well, kind of in a sense, why are you doing this? And my, my, my approach was that I want people to listen to this and know that whether it's you or whether it's another artist that I'm talking to that you guys are just as human as we are. You guys are doing the same thing that we are. You guys are taking the positive out of it. You guys are spending the time to reflect on yourselves to show other people that you're not any different. And she, she was like, man, that is, that is, that is amazing because I don't think there's too many other people out there that are taking the approach of, Hey man, what's Lewis Bryce doing through all of this other than you on your own self, you know? People just aren't doing that. I just, I just think it's a, it's a neat opportunity to let other people know that they're okay and they're not doing it by themselves. You know? Yeah. I, will, you know, I, mean, I definitely appreciate the outlet. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it is. So uh, let's do what you do. What's, what song are you going to play for us right now? Oh, man. I can play, uh, I can play something new. I can play something old. I can play something that you've heard. I want to do this. I want to. I want your next single. I want you to play that. And then I want you to, and then I want you to play It's You because uh, I just can't get enough of that tune. All right, perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, the next single, like, I have a whole bunch of new songs, but the next single is, uh, is a little song called Living the Life. Like, like years ago, a couple couple years, I wrote a, um, wrote a song with uh, Jason Gant, Bob DePiro, and yeah, I kind of went in there, I was like, oh, this is my first write with them, actually. I was all, I was all stoked to write with Bob DePiro, and he's a huge writer. And um, and uh, Jason was in there, so we came in out the night before I got all prepped up, kind of had a cool idea, and just a riff, and went in there and uh, about three hours later came out this song and i was like man this song's real good dude and they were like and, and wow, they all loved it uh, they pitched it frankie ballard i think he passed on it but um i'm glad he did because now this is kind of the lead off song of the next batch of like 10 songs that are coming so it's El tempo song and i think uh i think it's kind of fitting for the time it's kind of more like live feeling band stuff but at the same time whenever you're home sitting home and i was kind of thinking about it, this song could really fit in in the quarantine world like it's called living alive, you know, parking up front, party in the back, you doing all that stuff at home, you know. You're the rock star at your house, right? Absolutely. I like it. Right. Well, here's a little song called uh, Living Alive. Sounds nice, backed by a nice pole for his life. A 
but it was smooth sip. Another stronghold, just waiting to light it up. Just waiting to burn it down. Just ready to set it off with this here crazy town. Living the line, bugging out the front. Party in the back, do anything I want. Dancing with the girls, hanging with the band. Rocking the world with a drink in my hand. Hell, I'll be out here, I'm living. That's a summer song for sure. Yeah, man. I guess everybody pumping and jumping a little bit, so. Heck yeah. I'm I'm ready for that. That one's already recorded or not recorded yet? It's recorded. We got the demo done, and that's why I, I was actually in the studio yesterday. I'm going back tomorrow. We got we're, we're down to like uh, we got to get uh, one a good lead pass. We got the bass pretty much set in. We just got the drums, um, um, uh, sent in, and so we're all tightened up. Put the bells and whistles, and uh, it's got to tighten up the harmonies. And then we'll send it off to get it mixed, and then we'll master it. And then uh, come May, we'll put it out. You got a day, dude. May's tomorrow. Let's go. I know. It's coming probably because you got to have about two or three weeks. So it'll probably be like May, I'm guessing May 20th something. How about May 19th my birthday? That's a good day to release it. It is a good birthday. A good birthday. All right, May 19th. I can't make it for sure, but I will definitely ask as soon as we get off of this. That would be awesome. All right, let's hear It's You, man. All right, man. Well, here's my here's my lovey dovey song right here. It's, it's doing really well, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much for playing it, man. I really appreciate yeah, that. I love it, dude. Who wrote this song? Uh, myself and Ben Simonetti, my producer, and uh, my buddy Nico Moon. Like and, uh, yeah, Nico's cool, man. He's dope. We had a good day of writing. We had already written the song earlier that day, and uh, we were kind of um, we were about to finish up the writing. We we're like, man. And Ben started kind of playing this little riff, and, and I was like, man, that's a really cool riff. Let's kind of, let's kind of hit something on it. Right. He's, and Ben already kind of had an idea kind of going into the world of, you know, love for this significant other, because he was kind of in the world. He was about to get engaged and uh, to his girl, and Nico was already engaged, and I'd been with my girl for like a year or so. So we're all kind of in that, in that, in that, that, that that good that good phase with the with our girls and so you know let's write a song about our significant other so it's a song called it's you I did right it. let's go i always thought i'd be a rambling man 
living in the moment, never making plans. Finding love was just a dream I was having. Breathing in the movies, never thought it would happen. Try to drown my loneliness with the whiskey. Empty nights and living girls will never miss me. Funny how we least expected. Everything to change. Baby, is a you I've been looking for. I knew right from the second you came walking through that door. It feels so right when you're in my arms. Calling is a you I've been looking for. Catch my purpose. No, I love it when your hair's a mess. Way you shine when you wear that dress. Girl, I don't think that you understand. Make me a better man. Baby, it's a you I've been looking for. I knew right from the second came walking through that door it's so right when you're in my arms darling is a you i've been looking for just like the our love won't fade as ever be. You're the best part of me. Maybe it's you I've been looking for. I knew right from the second you came walking through that door. You're so right when you're in my arms. It's you I've been looking for, Dig it. Dude, oh. I love that song. Love that thank song. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't, your last show at Stoney's, you, were you playing that? I, I, I was kind of just starting to play that. I don't think I really started playing that yet because I was, I was playing Bless and I had, yeah. I had some vibes coming out, I think, around then. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, had, I wasn't really playing that yet because I hadn't really learned it. Really. Right. Yeah, I didn't think that. I remember the first time I heard it, though. I was like, dude, this song, this is a jam. But now that you say Nico Moon and listening to Nico Moon, I can kind of hear it in there, too. That's kind of funny. Yeah, man. Nico's great. He, he's groovy. He's a real nice, real nice dude. It's kind of funny that by the time we catch wind of these dudes, you guys have already been around them for a while. You know, Nico's new to me over the last just few months, but I'm sure you've been around them, obviously, a lot more than that. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I, I met him really just through these rights, honestly. So I wrote these songs probably two and a half years ago. Right. So I haven't, I haven't known Nico that long, but that's kind of whenever he was, he was in the more of the writer phase. I met him right around the time, you, you know, the, uh, the band Zach, Zach Brown did, the Sir Roosevelt? Yeah, I like Sir Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah that, that's Nico Moon, my producer, Ben, and Zach. Is it really? Yeah, Ben Simonetti, Nico Moon, and Zach. <laughs> 
I am getting my learn on. That is so <laughs> cool, man. That's why my favorite thing about the country genre is you guys just share so much amongst yourselves. It's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Small, small world. Nashville's I just pulled <laughs> your hat on the web. Um, the vinyl thing. Blind oh, yeah. Club. Um, never even heard of that before, but I'm, I'm one of those guys that pays attention to brands and I start looking at stuff and everything. I used to belong to a different vinyl company and get records sent, but I would hate, hate the records that they would send me. I mean, I'd get shit I'd never heard of and not like. And, but. It was cool. These guys, man, so they kind of, it, it's, uh, uh, these guys, they hook me up with some records uh, every, every other month and uh, they have club. And so you join it and then, but they have like a, they have a, uh, a singer songwriter group they got a met they got a rock and roll group they got a different country country group they have like three or four records per you know per genre every month and you kind of go through and if you at the beginning if you choose country it'll just send you whatever's in country every time but if you get tired of country you want some like jazz or something you can go right. jazz and i'll send you that so um they send you like two one or two and they, and, they, and you know um, generally like them it's funny. I listen to, uh, I love vinyl. I just love the snap, crackle, and pop, man. I just love it. Really do. I love it. I got a, I just took this picture. So I know that I have it on my phone, but um, this is my record player. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. It sits, yeah. it sits upright versus like that. Okay. Um, I saw it on a, on a Kickstarter and I actually dove in and crowdfunded it and got it and they don't even make it anymore, which is pretty rad. It runs on a little rubber band and got little speakers in it, but I hook it up to my stereo and I get to really experience vinyl the way it should be. Oh man, I love the vinyl. I got, I got a little, uh, little I actually have two record players. I, I had one little small one just as soon as I, I started getting these records and then for Christmas, I got me a little bigger one. Yeah. And then my, then my roommate had like an, uh, like two older ones. And then uh, it, it is, uh, we have records like at, at our place in our garage, we have like a whole bunch of stacks and stacks of records. And we also have a stacks and stacks of CDs and CD cases with the actual CDs and the CD cases. Wow. And we have cassette tapes. Yeah, I like the cassette tape. Most people don't know what that is. My, I have my record player that I had from 1983 when I was a kid. I still have it. It's a technique. And uh, I had to buy a, um, an amplifier for it because it just didn't put out enough power to actually get through the stereo stuff. So I have to go from my record player to the preamp, then into the amp, and then it, then it plays. It's kind of... I bet it sounds good, though. It I does. The tone, but the tone of it. And that's the thing about the vinyl, the tone, man. It's like... Yeah. Something nice and warm and just thick and just ugh. it's a feeling, you know. It's kind of uh I have Austin Jenks almost always on my record player because I listen to his new album a lot. I love I love the vinyl side of it all. Just only thing I, that as as a spoiled entitled person in this day and age, you wish that you could put like ten albums on there and it would play mm. one at a time, you know, and then kind of like rotate them like a CD or a your playlist on iTunes, but that just doesn't exist anymore. So. Nope, nope. You can't get that, get that many grooves. Yeah, you just can't. You just can't. Dude, I got to jump. I appreciate your time. I'm glad you're well. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us, man. Dude, my pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, and anytime y'all want me to just let me know I'm around and uh, I enjoy hanging out and chatting with you, bro. You got it. I'm going to be hitting you up real soon because as soon as we get the OK Go to open, I think I'm going to be reaching out to some guys that I know that would love to travel and come play some music at Stoney's again real soon. This guy's got two thumbs. It's on the side of the camera. Love this it. Guy. Thank you again. Uh, I'll look forward to that single, dude. I'll reach out to you again in a couple of weeks and make sure we get a copy of it. Cool? Bye, buddy. I'll send it to you, and you'll be one of the first ones to get it. Thank you, dude. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, man, later. Later. later.